This is the Wildernet Podcast for Saturday, August 3rd, 2013, Episode 6. Hi, everybody. Hello. It's the Wildernet Podcast, where we rediscover nature in a digital age. I'm Shane. I'm Eric. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. How are you, sir? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Feel rejuvenated. It's a sunny Saturday here in Wisconsin. And we are, yeah, as you said, we're feeling pretty rejuvenated. We just got back from a kind of a nice, not kind of a nice, a very nice trip to the Boundary Waters, doing some canoeing. Lots of canoeing. (laughs) Yes, plenty of canoeing and uh, some portaging as well. Not to, once again, not to uh, look at the negative side right away, but uh, yeah. Now, after having done this, how do you feel about portaging? I don't mind it. <clears throat> in fact, I think we even uh, debated if portaging was better than uh, canoeing into the wind on large lakes with white cap waves. <laughs> to which I say, yeah, portaging is, yeah, give me that. I'll portage. No problem. <laughs> yeah, see, and I'm I'm pretty much the opposite of that. Portaging generally has been kind of my most hated part of the trips that I've been on. But these weren't too bad, though, I'll be honest. Um, however, when you're doing a portage when it's pitch black out, um, that's a whole other story. When yeah, it's pretty hard to find it, for starters, <laughs> and then from there it's kind of like, you don't know what's happening. So speaking of that, let's, let's take it from the top here. So we get up real early, uh, what was it, last Saturday? A week uh, ago? Yep. yep. Yep, real early, like. 3.30, something like that, a.m. We travel all the way up there. Uh, get up there at a relatively decent time. Um, enough time that would have ordinarily gotten us um, to a campsite in a reasonable at a reasonable hour. But we kind of got, I wouldn't say lost, but we didn't exactly know where we were supposed to put in. And uh, once we actually got out there... It was what time was it at that point? It's actually a pretty good question. I'm not sure if I recall exactly what time we got out there. Probably like eight, maybe. No, no, it couldn't be that late. Uh, five or six, maybe. Five or six. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we get out there. It's it's rainy. It's um, waves are kind of kind of uh, well wavy. <laughs> um, get out there, do a few portages. What did we do? The we do three of them. We did one, and then like another short one within that one or something, and then we couldn't find one of them. So we did the first one, then we did a second one at a, at a, like a larger waterfall, and um, I'm just trying to think here. After that, that's when it kind of got weird. Yeah, it, the first couple were awesome. We got to some uh, rapids and. You guys were just ecstatic. You were all, this is awesome. <laughs> and then it's hard to believe a couple hours later we were surrounded by darkness because no, 
no campsites were open. It's a good thing you guys had headlamps. I had not uh, thought to get one of those. Um, but, you know, we, we were, so we were struggling to find campsites late at night, which, so let us be the bad example. Don't try this at home. <laughs> Cause we, um, start your day early. Thankfully. Yes. And know where you're putting in exactly because there's an entry point we were going to, that's where we thought we were supposed to be actually putting in, but it was only the start of the boundary waters. And we actually needed to launch from a different boat landing or a boat landing <laughs> that was on the same lake. And eventually we figured that all we found someone that was very helpful and got us there. And then thankfully Eric's GPS got us where we needed to go. Thankfully his, I think it was his Google maps had the maps pre-downloaded and showed the correct location. He was able to tell, uh, He's like, we just have this 100-rod portage here. Let's just do that quick. There's three campsites up there. We should be okay. Yeah, well, they were all taken. <laughs> we had to, We were kind of forced into setting up camp right there at the end of the portage. But after that, in the morning, we were... It was smooth sailing from there. Everything. The rest of the trip was glorious. Yeah. So that was the one minor hiccup i guess we had but uh yeah so you know word in the woods oh yeah i guess i could uh probably play that just for the heck of it here word in the woods the word in the woods we don't have any actual news this is our news this week been kind of busy and i know it's been a couple weeks since we last did an episode Obviously, we've been getting ready for a trip. We had talked about doing an on-live and location <laughs> recording while we were up there, but we just didn't get around to it. Um, maybe next time, though. It may have been my fault. <laughs> Jane had asked several times, and I was like, well, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll just, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's one of those things that we've been so busy being outside that, yeah, we haven't had an episode in a while because it's the weather's been so nice. It's hard to get in and, and sit down and stare at a screen. At least for me, I've been, I've been doing everything I can outdoors. Right. Yes. I mean, this has been the most I've been outdoors in quite a while. I'd, I'd say uh, was this canoe trip, but, uh, well worth it. Feeling it was, you know, I think I got, I think I got pretty good tan out there. Did you? I, I know. I'm pretty tan. Yeah. Anyways, it's hard to tell, but, also pretty bit up from your most feared enemy, the mosquito. I hate bugs. <laughs> but, you know, uh, let's see here. So I just wanted to talk about some of the things we saw out there. We, uh, you know, one of the things we've been talking about on pretty much every episode is loons, uh, which we feature in our moment of reflection. And those loons are... We definitely saw and heard a lot of those up there. Yeah, yeah they, there were a lot of loons. And it, it was a really cool sound, especially at night, you know, when they kind of make their little call or whatever, it just echoes and echoes and echoes. And it gives you a real, real good understanding of just how secluded you are when you hear that happening. You're, you're in the middle of 
nowhere. And that's an awesome feeling to have. Maybe a little scary for some people, but when people say they want peace and quiet or a break or a good vacation, I've never experienced any any quiet like the Boundary Waters has to offer. And hearing those loons just kind of give you that depth of understanding. It's, it's a pretty neat thing. Yes. Very neat thing. I'm actually, uh, I wish we heard more of them at night. I, I feel like, I mean, we saw plenty and, and heard them plenty, but the nighttime is always kind of the most serene, I feel like. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's very tranquil. Um, we saw more eagles up there than I ever recall seeing in the past. And it's been a good 10 years since I was last up there. How many, I mean, how many would you say we saw? Um, at least close to 10. I mean, somewhere between five and 10, probably yeah, closer to 10. That's crazy. Can you, can you remember ever seeing that many Eagles in a, you know, five, six day time period? <laughs> yes. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> go on. I, where was this? Uh, I forget the, the part of the state it was. It, it was in Wisconsin. It was near the Wollersheim uh, winery. I did War- a tour out there. It's like War- the Western, Shine? Southwestern part of the state. And there okay. were eagles everywhere. It was it was ridiculous. Well, that's awesome. But that's yeah, that was very different. It obviously wasn't in some sort of pristine, you know, wilderness environment. I was on a winery tour. <laughs> well, hey, that's not bad either. They could have been drunk eagles. We don't know. <laughs> Sipping up that wine and chewing on grapes. You never know. I kind of want to see that now. Drunk eagles. Uh, we did plenty of fishing. Uh, well, you, uh, you and our, uh, one of our other friends did a lot of fishing while you were up there. Um, I did, I did a fair amount. Uh, wasn't quite as successful as you guys, but you know, I think I caught a couple. How many did you end up catching? I, I don't have an answer for that question. I'm not sure. <laughs> a lot, a lot. Mostly northerns and smallmouth. I don't think I caught anything other than those two types of fish. I was really hoping to get some walleyes, but yeah, not a big walleye fisherman. So, and there was one carp in there. It was kind of injured or something that a friend caught. That was really interesting. It was late at night, and he just kind of saw it along the shore. Um, ended up putting it back, but. I don't think I don't even know if I've seen. I'm sure I've seen a carp before, but <laughs> he didn't know what it was at first. Yeah, it was a weird looking carp. That's yeah, sure. yeah. And um, fishing was fun though. We we stopped along a lot of our portages and fished. Um, you know the the start and the end of the waterfalls and the deeper parts of the water. I used something called a wacky worm, and uh, it was. I tell you, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun standing in that water and just. Hanging on the current, dropping the the worm in the the deep part, and watching the fishes, you know, they slammed it. It was awesome. Yeah, ton of fun, especially reeling reeling in even like a smaller fish against the current is still a pretty big fight. Well, and I used one or possibly two of yours, I think, <laughs> of the wacky worms, and yeah, they they seem to do pretty well. I like that. Very successful uh, lure up there, anyways. Very easy to do. Something else that. Uh, along with the eagles, uh, something else that was up there that was much more plentiful than I ever remember seeing was the amount of the sheer amount of blueberries was was just outstanding. Um, there was, I think, one other time I was up there, and it could partially be the time of year, but one other time I remember seeing coming across some blueberries up there, and it could just be that we weren't looking hard enough for them. 
but holy cow, I don't even know how many blueberries we consumed. They were hard to avoid. I mean, initially we were like, oh, we thought maybe we weren't going to come across them again. So I know you guys put them in your water bottles, which is actually a really good idea because then the water tasted really good. (laughs) Um, So we ended up all doing that. And it was just like a a snack everywhere you went for the day. You're like, oh, I guess I'll have some blueberries. Yeah. A lot of antioxidants in those, right? Right. And yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, it was, they were really good. And some raspberries also. Especially when you mix them together. The raspberries and blueberries together and in the water, let me tell you. Yeah, for sure. We also had some, some of these, uh, what do you call them, uh, concentrated juice things that, that squirt in our water. That that was kind of nice too. Yeah, yeah Kool-Aid and, and uh, Powerade. Let me tell you, that Kool-Aid was really good. That was good. I like, I like it. Um, so yeah. Any, anything else, uh, regarding the trip that you wanted to, uh, discuss, you know what? I, I, I think, I think we can maybe just go into the, the activity of the week. Maybe we can discuss this a little further here. Uh, our tech activity of the week is camping. Which you know we are our first episode we did canoeing so we can't really go into that again, um, but w- most of the trip was basically camping so why not talk about that? Because there's a lot more to it than than just the canoeing part for sure. A lot of types of camping you can do that I've realized over the years. You can just you know go to a local state park and get a regular recreational campsite. You can do the RVing stuff. I'm not a big fan of that personally, but they really like the tent. And then there's the backpacking where you can get more or less extreme with it. I know some state parks offer like backpacking sites where you're still in the state park, but you have to backpack a little bit of a ways into a site. So you're not, you know, with all the families and kids. And, and that's good for, for people that have that. And, and that's what you want to do. And you can even do it with the kids. But sometimes you want to get a little bit more seclusion. The backpacking has a way to do that. And then there's, you know, what we kind of did, which was, I don't even know what we call that. <laughs> That was probably more of like extreme backpacking. I would I would think we, you know, we didn't have any firewood to take in with us. We didn't take a cooler, um, so our food had to be very particular. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of different things that we did. Well, and you did you did a lot of the, well, you pretty much did all the meals, the actual meals, uh, cooked them and then dehydrated them, and then when we were out there, rehydrated them, and they were. Let me tell you, man, you did an outstanding job because those were delicious. Yeah, I can't take all the credit for that per se. Um, there is a two YouTube channels that I actually discovered in preparation for that. One of them is Yankee Prepper. He kind of talked about what you would want to bring with, and then he actually referenced um, someone on YouTube called Babblefish Five. And I eventually found a website from Babblefish Five called the Hungry Hammock Hanger, and he has every, I mean, recipes. Up the wazoo. I don't. I don't know how else to say it. I don't know why I don't cook this food while I'm not camping. <laughs> it's that good. And and having dehydrated, I just use my stove. You don't have to have anything special, and we just vacuum sealed it. It worked. It worked really well. For sure, it was. It was awesome. I think the barbecue spaghetti was probably my favorite. That was really good. Really good. And we had some trail mix as well um, that a friend put together, and then. What else do we have? Um, 
Power bars. Yeah, you did your fruit roll-ups with the yeah, applesauce, which I'd never heard of before. No, and and yep. that's uh, our family friends used to do that when we went up to the Boundary Waters, our, our annual summer trip up there. They used to make it all the time. Mine didn't turn out nearly as well as theirs. I got to say, it was the first time I'd ever done it, and I just used the oven. And you know what? Wherever it was, I had read them online how to how to do them. Mentioned um, just using the oven and. And it said maybe three to five hours. I kept them in there at least that long, but they, I don't think they ever got fully dehydrated. But I still think they turned out pretty well. I, I know you didn't get to eat as many as you had hoped. I think I had one. <laughs> <laughs> got to get on those, man. What the hungry, heck? hungry guys <laughs> on a trip here. Um, yeah, they were there for you though. Yeah. I'll, maybe I'll have to make a batch just for you or something. Yeah, well, other 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 things with camping. There's, like I said, there's a lot of different ways you can do it. And I had done more of a recreational camping earlier this summer um, at a state park along actually Lake Michigan. And Lake Michigan has a pretty better. I think I talked about this in a different episode even, and it was really really pretty. But you know, we just had a campfire and we we prepped a lot of meals, um, brought food and coolers, and cooked food that way. But one of the things that came in really handy on our trip in the in the Boundary Waters was my. I believe what would be comparable in terms of a name brand would be called a pocket rocket stove mm-hmm. by MSR, and it just screws into like a you know butane. And let me tell you, that thing worked wonders. You could we brought a percolator, which were, <laughs> we, we we brewed coffee, fresh coffee every morning, and uh, that worked out really well for that. The water boiled quickly, and and furthermore, we could use it for the food. We use the fire for the food if we could, and. If we couldn't start the fire, because a lot of the wood was damp, there had been a lot of rain, um, so the matches were futile. So what we would do is just use my stove as a torch. Yeah, I got the fire going pretty quick. So I mean, a lot of you can get a lot of use out of one thing if you really start to use your resources. I couldn't believe how small that stove was. That was incredible, and you got it for very inexpensive. It was six (laughs) dollars on Amazon, and uh, the order got screwed up. So the Night before, I, they ended up rush shipping me a different one for nine bucks and credited me the difference. So I think after all said and done, it was three dollars. That's <laughs> nuts. <laughs> that was very cool, though. I, I, you know, we did a lot. Some of the cooking on the on the uh, grate there on the fire also, but but that was that made it real easy for coffee and well, anything that needed to be cooked in a pinch. And it just, it's crazy because the the what is it butene propane broke. <laughs> butane or propane what is it which one I, I believe it was butane and it was by coleman it was just it's like 15 bucks for one canister we didn't even go through a whole one i don't think that's crazy though because those canisters i mean it's a it's a small canister as far as that gas goes but it's at least what three times as big as the stove itself <laughs> the canister yeah oh yeah the canister is definitely the bulk of it the stove just screws right in and it's We'll post Very a little cool. video of it. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty neat little thing. Comes in a good little waterproof canister too. I don't know if it's fully waterproof, but right. you know, really, really neat tool to have out there. As well as something we didn't use nearly as much as I thought we would. We brought a water pump purifier. Came in handy the first night. Uh, like Shane had said, we were in kind of a uh, weird situation. We couldn't find a site. Pitch black. We didn't want to canoe out to the middle of the lake to fetch water. So we just pumped it from shore and it worked out fine. Yeah. I did have my... <laughs> bent shaft paddle out there i let i let the other guys uh oh, it's <laughs> you let them you let the other guys touch your bench shaft paddle <laughs> yeah i wasn't gonna 
say it quite like that, but it doesn't matter how I say it. Um, yeah. What, what did you think of it? I think I let you try it once, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. It's it was comfortable. It, maybe it was a I don't know if it was a placebo thing, where it was in my mind that I thought I was getting more power out of every stroke. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. I guess if we all had one, we probably could have had a little we could have a little bit more for each stroke. You know, you're getting yeah. just a little bit more out of it. Right. But that's uh, canoeing, not camping, Mr. Mr. Shane. Oh, uh, you got me there. I switched on the camping thing. <laughs> but the chainsaw. We had a little chain. I had a little oh. debate about a chainsaw <laughs> versus a hacksaw, but we didn't bring a hacksaw or a bow saw or whatever it is. Yeah. So we only had our chainsaw, um, which uh, when we demonstrated it before we left, it was kind of a fiasco. But I think out in the woods, it worked great. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't bad. It worked. I found it was real easy on stuff that had been dead a while, you know, uh, made it real easy to get through that. And, and stuff that's, they tell you out there, you know, you're really only supposed to cut, um, well, obviously dead wood, but, but, uh, they say rid, uh, wrist size, uh, type stuff. So that was, you know, if you're cutting that kind of stuff down, it, it's real easy for that for sure. Yeah. And just to be clear, a uh, chainsaw, it, it was like a hand chainsaw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't go out there. No, he <laughs> didn't do a full-fledged <laughs> chainsaw out there. Very, sm- very small and compact. And, I mean, it's, sure. it's literally looks like the chain from a chainsaw, though. Correct. Yeah. So I guess yeah, it literally is just not powered. Let's see, so... Anything else? Uh, we could go on for a long time. Yeah, we really could. So, I mean, I, I, I love camping, and there's a lot to learn, and there's always different ways you can do things. You and know, the tent. I think um, the more you get out of any one piece of equipment you have, is gonna. that's what makes it really useful. If you get something that has one purpose, and that is it, maybe you should try to find something a little different that can do a little bit more. But that's yeah. my biggest advice. Otherwise, um, you know, the tent worked out great. I think yeah. the things were all pretty comfortable. Mm-hmm. Some of you would... I don't know. We had there's four of us. A couple of you guys got new sleeping bags, or it was just one of us? Uh, I think actually all of us, except for <laughs> except for me. But you know, the thing is, I I didn't really have one. I wanted one that was compact. So REI was a great place to go for that. They are. I didn't realize there's that much to know about sleeping bags. I figured, oh, I'll just ask, ask a quick question. Hey, you know what? Uh, what do you recommend for sleeping bags in the summertime? You know, I don't be sweating sweating bullets here or anything like that but i want to be comfortable and compact and da 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 all this stuff literally 40 minute conversation later i finally bought a duck down sleeping bag from rei at a, about 50, was it 25 yeah 25 percent off right and i was using my old trusted one i've had for i don't even know how long 20 years maybe which you know it always it never really does me wrong but i will say my my feet were actually cold this time around Maybe it was just because they were wet. Because we we had all got these um, water keen shoe keen yes water shoes also. Uh, what was Kenzie, the the keen McKenzie is the shoe? Which were yeah they worked out great. I I that's the only thing I brought. Only thing I wore the whole time. Which I don't know if I can actually recommend that. I mean, it's probably good. Depends to have. on the time of the year. I mean, for yeah. summer it worked out really well. It's not like your feet are getting real cold um, per se. But it was those a good shoes investment through everything. <laughs> Just got to make sure. Don't don't be like me. Make sure to dry your feet out after you've been in the water because that that 
gets uh, makes blisters a lot easier uh, to happen. Yep, I tried and, to mention that to you. Don't be like me and dry your uh, insoles by the fire; they shrink. <laughs> Hard lesson learned there. Right. So we're all we're all learning here. Um, yeah, and but I had a, a five man, oh, five person, sorry, five person tent, and um, four of us in that. No, worked real well. I think, you know, it was some cheap thing I got from the Cabela's bargain cave a um, few months back. I think I think it did well. It probably better than I anticipated. I mean, there were nights with a lot of rain, and it didn't it didn't leak at all. So that was yeah. good. Mm-hmm. All right. Was that? You think that's about it for camping then? That's that's pretty good. I, I really hope that you know, um, if anything, you know, I did call out a couple uh, places like the Babblefish Five and the Yankee Prepper. If you're you know trying to get extreme or just learn a little bit or you're not sure about how to do certain things, those guys have amazing tutorial videos um i'll see if i can get those links up on facebook for anyone that wants to check them out after this episode as well as maybe some of the things we mentioned like the chainsaw or the stove and the shoes things like that um it's a learning experience and, and to each his own everyone has their own preference for things so I'm not saying that what we have is the end all be all but uh you know we definitely tested our products out this last week and put it to the extreme so everything held up great but if you have any other ideas, uh, if you're listening and, and you want to share, you know, about your camping stories or, or things you use or recommend, you know, please do. If we can get other people kind of talking about this kind of stuff, that'd be great. We could always learn more too, for sure. Right. Okay. Sound off. Just have a couple things for the sound off segment this week want to read a Twitter another Twitter post from we mentioned I believe it was last episode Carrie Z that's uh, Carrie Zilka she has a podcast been listening to a few episodes lately I've really really been enjoying it um, her most recent one or one of the most recent ones I was really really intrigued by because she was mentioning all these uh, movie type things like uh, Hunger Games and uh, the movie Brave and these uh Hawkeye yeah yeah the Avengers and uh Walking Dead and all these shows and she even brought up video games and and it was all regarding archery and getting youth into archery she kind of started with that and I thought that kind of was relevant for our podcast you know since we're Wildernet it's kind of getting away not necessarily away from technology lately we've been more wilder than net but that's all right yeah yeah although you know Again, you know, you had your GPS out there. It's kind of kind of safe. This, um, <laughs> so really it's handy. it's it's kind of about almost combining them, or at least getting people outside. Really, if that involves technology, good deal. Um, but anyway, so so she posted this um, another post on Twitter, uh, which says, "Thanks for the shout out. I'll return the favor next week." Uh, and that was regarding our post uh, about episode five, uh, cute bunnies and smelly cows. Uh, thank By the Eric way, state fair that. is happening right now. I think it is. Yes, Just... I'll have to. We'll have to make it out there at some point. Maybe next weekend, possibly. Yeah. You don't have to work then, right? Probably not. Not on the weekends. Not this guy. Nope. Nope. Um, yeah, and I. I gotta thank Eric for that episode title. That was all him. 
All right. Uh, there is one. I don't believe we read this iTunes review yet. We have a second iTunes review. I don't know if you were you aware of that, Eric. No, but you can make me aware right now. And okay. our audience. All right. Fun one twelve says you guys are great. Keep it up. Also, Eric, you talked about not liking mosquitoes. Have you found any good remedies for keeping them away? I hate them too. When I went to the Boundary Waters with this guy Shane, oh, that's so coincidental. About a hundred years ago, we tried this keychain thing, which emitted a sound. They didn't work. The (laughs) one thing I... Great show, guys. Keep it up. That's where you ended it at, yeah. The one thing I forgot to bring, and I'm, I was so disappointed, I had found a apparently what is called some sort of nerve agent bug repellent where you're not really supposed to put on your skin, you put on your clothes at least two hours before going out into whatever, or your tent, or whatever it is you want to keep the bugs off of. When they touch this repellent, they just die. It's a nerve agent, they, they die. So I was, I don't know where the heck I put it, I lost it or something. Yikes. Yeah, I think that would have been a godsend out there because the deep, you know, forty percent deep wood. I mean, the deep wood stuff. Nothing really kept him off. Yeah, that stuff sounded kind of dangerous, though. I think it sounds awesome. Yeah, so it was. You can't put it on your skin, though. Is that what you? No, you spray your clothes, and they recommend spraying like your collars and like your waistline and and um, you know down by your ankles and things like that. So where the bugs would try to like get in at you, you know, anytime they land on that particular article of clothing, they just die. Yeah, we had... Kills on contact is what it says. It's like a nerve agent. We, we had our bug spray and um, what else did we do? I know I know, I had a thing my dad gave me that we didn't end up using because we didn't have... It, it required some kind of butane or something, I guess. But didn't end up bringing that because we didn't have the right uh, accessory for it. Um, but what else? Did we have... That was it, hey? We only really had the bug spray on the trip? Yeah, and, that and was the it. And mosquito then we nets, had our I guess. mosquito nets for our face, uh, which which kind of helped a little bit. The wind was a big help when it came and uh, it kept the bugs away. So, really, there's just no getting around it. Yeah, so we wound just up bad with bugs. So I, that's the one thing I was real worried about. They were just bad at night. We wound up on an island uh, the last day, the last night, and uh, it was real windy there. So that really helped keep the mosquitoes away. And I think we were all kind of grateful for that. Uh, anyway, let's see. So, hey, yeah, if you guys want to contact us, our email address is wildernetpodcast at gmail.com. That's wildernetpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash wildernetpodcast and on Twitter at wildernetcast. So, Mr. Eric, where can our fine listeners find you? They can find me here. Oh, oh okay. I'm cool. just kidding. Or, <laughs> well, again, and uh, we're at a hunt, Wisconsin, uh, which is mostly just a Facebook page for enthusiasts that uh, hunt public land in Wisconsin exclusively. And right now it is it is dead because uh, there's just too much going on in summertime. But you know what? The excitement is building, and soon both season will be here. So I really did enjoy listening to um, who was who it, the, the podcast that we've been listening to? Carrie Z. Carrie Z's, yeah, I don't have the exact name in front of me, but it's her wild world of carrier. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to, I don't know, the, the one she had about archery as a bow hunter, I really did find uh, some of that relevant and useful. Um, I'd probably have a little bit to add to it or, or maybe take from it as well, but 
Weird Hunt Wisconsin, if you're looking for public hunting land, get on there, talk to other hunters in Wisconsin, and, and that's how that works. So if you're looking for public land, you want to get a taste for the climate of the deer, population, things like that. You can, okay, you can okay it's uh, Welcome to My World is the name of her podcast. Welcome to My World. All right, yeah, no, that does sound familiar. Okay, that makes sense. I realize that was to uh, <laughs> Carrie Z's Wide World of Sports uh, or something like that. <laughs> um, you can find me at uh, Facebook.com slash ShaveMadOx. I think, you know, sounding it out, that makes sense, right? You can understand that. Uh, Okie dokie. So, I just want to say something here. There it is. The moment of reflection. There they are. We haven't heard you guys in like two days. You know, I have a... There's, there's a... A loon sound that I had found that really does um, do it justice in terms of getting an idea of how open the space really is. I'll see if I can find it here in about two seconds. That's why I'm still talking because I haven't found it just yet. But uh, yeah, know, take a yeah, no, this. you know. So uh, how about them Packers? You know, just uh, trying to. Whoa! So that that's the echo that I was kind of referring to. That really was just like wow. <laughs> There's lots of echoes. There was there was some nice echoes out there. I'll say that much. Hey, but you know, the moment of reflection. We want to say, uh, you know, we're all just really grateful that there's still locations out there that are as pristine as they are as the Boundary Waters. It's just really, you know, it's a it's a privilege that we do still have that in the world. Uh, we get away. Uh, some of us don't get to get away as much as we'd like, but when we do, it's good to have places like that. Yeah. There's a lot, there's not very many places that are untouched, you know, by us as yes. human beings, but this obviously is, but the impact is as small as it can be. I think their motto there is leave no trace. And we, yep pretty good job of doing that you know we didn't dump any garbage we didn't have any chemicals by the water you know you do your duty far away all sorts of stuff like that you make sure that you try not to pollute anything out there yeah i i def i certainly think we did a good job of that kept it uh as as clean as we found it anything else eric no no enjoy enjoy the summertime these are these are the great days of summer here it's trailing off uh sooner and later here i'm sure as we know in this darn state but that's why you got to get out and enjoy it while you can four seasons man right right okay well on that note uh thanks everyone for listening we really appreciate it and until next time take care get outside do it now doesn't sound like psycho music or or if you're in a car roll your windows down that that could count roll the windows down close enough right